0: You guys have heard me talk a lot about this program that I'm creating and I basically met with eight of the world's top listing agents and recorded their candid, no holds barred interviews with sellers and what they say to a seller, what they don't say to a seller, how they get a listing. We've broken it down into six chapters. It's about 12 hours of video and uh, we're going to be selling it as a course. But up until then, up until the point that it's ready, offering 30 minutes of it that you could watch for free and kind of beta test for me. Tell me what you like about it, what you don't like about it. So if you want to beta test this and you want to check out some of it for free, the section I'm giving away free is on touching and rapport building. I know that sounds odd, but each of the agents I talked to had ideas of where to touch, like don't touch a guy on his hands, uh, unless it's a handshake and stuff like that. And there's also a bunch of stuff on rapport building, you know, like what to say and how to find commonality and just all kinds of neat stuff. So if you want to watch that, you get it for free. Go to hybendigital.com backslash rebus, hybendigital.com backslash rebus and you'll get a free copy of that, and let me know what you think of it. Thanks. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today. I got Mr. Colton Lindsey on the phone, and hey, this is a different col There's only so many guys named Colton. We, had a, we have a previous episode, Colton Whitney, who I don't want you to get mixed up with Colton Lindsey. They're both first- female names, (laughs) Whitney and (laughs) Lindsay. So so they could be freaking sisters, but uh, Colton, (laughs) Lindsay, and Whitney. But this is a new guy, Colton, Lindsay, never been on the show before out of West Haven, Utah. And, and man, he's getting a lot of press lately with his gig. He's got going Fearless Agent. uh, He's selling a bunch of houses in Utah and, uh, you know, uh, got some great things going on. So I'm excited to get him on the show and talk about all things real estate and all things uh, life and happiness because he is a epitome of uh, positivity. So uh, I'll, I'll let him uh, get into it more than me. But so without further ado, Colton, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Hey Pat, thanks for having me on. I think that's uh, funny you said we're sisters because yeah, everyone... Seems to typically call me Lindsay around here, and uh, yeah, so I'm a woman. <laughs> so um, uh, why don't you give our audience a little background on you, Colton, so they can get to know you better. Yeah, so here, um, I'm from right here in Utah. Um,
1: I got into real estate probably fall 2005. Well, that's when I got licensed. I shouldn't say I got into real estate. I got licensed and sold two houses my first year, failed miserably. <laughs> But I love
0: it. I love that you admit that. You know, I mean, I sold ten and made thirteen thousand. So I think it's it's important people know because just like anything in life, it's a lot of it's about not quitting. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. The only reason I'm still in this business is because I was I was willing to take enough no's. That's the whole thing. And um, so yeah, so I, I felt miserably those first two years, and then I had walked into this training class with uh, my mentor Bob Leffler. And I said, man, tell me what I got to do. And he said, we you got to start prospecting. So I started prospecting. I was still in college. I think I was a a junior in college, which, by the way, if you're listening to this, do not go to college. Biggest waste of my money ever. Finished up with with college. And then uh, I was probably about two years out of college. And that's when I started finally nailing it. I think I hit just over 200 k when I was about 23 or 24. Did that for a couple of years. Kind of went on a hiatus and did a bunch of traveling across the world. I uh, ended up getting married, having a baby, realizing it was time to get focused, got really engaged again with fearless agent coaching and training and then uh, that 's when I just took off from there and I went from you know selling two houses ten years ago to you know on track between eighty five and hundred this year and just really growing my business so that 's it in a nutshell with where i 'm out with my sales team.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's not talk about what your goals are, Colton. Let's talk about last year, right? Because you essentially are doing this essentially as a solo agent. What, tell me about, you know, the 75 houses you sold last year by yourself, like how you did it, um, what kind of help you had or didn't have and what you had to do to get there.
1: Yeah. So that's great, Pat, because I've, I've never had this like desire just to like, be a mega team or make millions and millions of dollars. My whole thing has been, I want freedom. And like four years ago, I think it was 2012, I had heard about the idea of financial freedom. Like I didn't understand that you could wake up, fog the mirror, and get paid for like just living life until about four years ago. And so once I grasped that concept, my my goal was to figure out how do I get paid every single day just for doing what I do to like love life. And so I started leveraging myself out as much as possible, working with my my coach, uh, Bob Leffler, like, how do I leverage stuff out? How do I get things out right? And so last year, what I, I really got focused on, I'd hired Garrett and Sarah in the last probably 36 months, and then probably the last 18 months maybe 24 months, we've really started just coming together and working well. And I I really broke it down last year from working, you know, six days a week to just chopping it down to Monday through Thursday. That's it. That's all I'm doing. And I'm going to be done by, you know, four o'clock, five o'clock at the latest on those days that I do work. And so, that now, was now,
0: really, does that let me clarify that does that mean you don 't take appointments after four o 'clock on Thursday until nine o 'clock Monday, or does it mean and or does it mean you don 't take calls you have a auto response on your email what 's your definition of not working
1: yeah so i don 't take appointments for sure um, and then I, on Friday mornings I do take I, I do make a few phone calls like my hot leads that I want to get followed up with. Usually those are like my 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 SOI contacts or or some really really important contacts, but that takes about 45 minutes on Friday morning. But besides that, everything's funneling out, funneling out to to Garrett and Sarah. They're they're my uh, marketing director and transaction coordinator. So from that time Thursday night till Monday morning, I'm not taking any calls.
0: Nice. So let's say Friday at noon till Monday at nine, no calls, no appointments. You're pretty much cleared your schedule, just you and your family. Yeah. And, and, you know, if somebody emails you at three o'clock on Friday and, and they want to see a house Saturday at three o'clock, you're good, right? You don't care, right? I mean, you don't, you, you do care, but you don't, I mean, it's, you're paying the price, but it's worth it. Yeah,
1: I mean, we're really leveraged out anyways, Pat. I'm like, I know a lot of people will get on my case about this, but I don't even answer my phone any day of the week, right? And no matter what time it is, what
0: day it is, I just never answer my phone. And if I it's don't supported- either, you know, only I, you know, with caller, I I know a lot of people and I, I probably got 4,000 names in here in my phone. If it doesn't show up on caller ID as someone I know that I want to talk to, I don't, I don't answer it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's how I look at it. Well, even if it is someone that I know and that I, I don't want to talk to, I don't answer. And I mean, and, and what I've done, you know, it's annoying because I built this business off of prospecting, right? Like if you're not on the phones, if you're not on the doors, you're not making money. And so... What I did is I, I kept getting this beep sound. I don't know if you've you've heard of it. It's called uh, call waiting. Do you have call waiting where you're from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worst, worst freaking invention on the planet. Because pretty much what it is is it beeps in your ear, and you say, "Hold on, I gotta get this other line." And so you tell this other person you've been on the phone with, "Hey, you're not important anymore. Something else is more important." And that and so what I I had that turned off. Like I figured out how do I get call waiting off of my phone. And so I'm either making outbound calls or my phone is disabled, right? There's nothing in between. And so when, when I did that, people just started hitting my voicemail and saying, I can't get a hold of you. And I said, well, here's the instructions right in the voicemail. And then I just started training people. Hey, you either talk to Garrett, you talk to Sarah, you could send me an email. I'll check it at 1115 or at five o'clock. And then otherwise you're going to talk to someone who can help you. you know, and that's, that's the best I can do. And it's actually streamlined my business it's made me more productive it's made me happier and it's made me more money so i i keep leveraging myself
0: yeah that's incredible so i love it and and you know i did that a much slower way you know i used to i used to close on sundays and just say hey you know if this is a sunday and you're call we had a message machine if there's a sunday and you're calling we'll answer it monday morning people used to get, agents used to get furious <laughs> you know but you know everybody has rules you know and and you've been to a lot of countries i mean i i got a friend uh, that lives in new zealand and he tells me that you know like in new zealand all the dentists take off the month of august And I said, you know, because because they have what they call holiday and and sometimes five or six weeks. And I was like, well, isn't there like one dentist out there that wants to say, you know, hey, I'm going to steal everyone's business in the month of August while they're on holiday. And he's like, no, that's just not cool. They don't do that. You know, this is just how they roll. If you're it's like we don't have school in July. Well, we don't have Dental practices in August. August. I mean, and then it's just like your business too, right? You don't have appointments, you don't have buyers, you don't have business on the weekends. It's just how you roll. Yeah, well, and to as I've grown into this year, and I even started doing this last year
1: with Garrett because he's he's been great with the organization almost three mu- three years now. And uh, if I have someone that has to meet at seven o'clock or on a Friday or on a Saturday, I just send Garrett out there. And I figure he's growing. He's either going to get the deal signed or he's not, but he's going to learn and he's going to grow with the business. And it's going to be, you know, helping my business grow, growing forward either way. So yeah, and that's, that's just what we've been able to do and just been successful with it. So I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to, to learn how to leverage and get that idea.
0: That's great. That's great. Okay. So, you know, you have this attitude about you that, you know, we were talking earlier and I was like, okay, well t- tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me your deal. And you said, well, f- well, let me stop you right there, Pat. first of all, my number one thing is love life. I've never heard anybody else kind of designate themselves or 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 qualify themselves or whatever you want to call it. You know, most people believe as themselves as their job, like, hey, what's your name? What do you do right and And your answer was essentially love life tell Tell me about this. yeah, I mean, I look
1: at it as this. you don't know. The time that you're gonna, exp- I mean, you, you've got a heart beating in your chest. You've got oxygen th- flowing through your veins. You don't know when that's gonna turn off. You don't know when when the, your spouse is gonna turn off. You don't know when the people you love is gonna turn off. And, and so you've got to make the best of this gift today that you've got. And and. I believe in three really powerful things. Number one is create massive value for everyone you come in contact with. Number two is empower them. And number three is invite them to do the same. We're in a crisis right now in this world. It's not a, it's not a, a, an economic crisis. It's not a, a war crisis. It's an education crisis. We have not been educated on how to run our finances. We have not been educated on how to have health and nutrition. And we have not been educated on how to have relationships. And so my goal is to wake up, love my life, and, and, and create value for others, empower them, and invite them to do the same. And I want to sleep as little as possible, and I want to live life as much as possible. And so whether I'm, you know, like I was just in Hawaii a week or so ago, whether I'm there, I want to I influence people there. Whether I'm here in my real estate business, I want to influence people here. Whether I'm in Phoenix speaking or whatever it is, I just want to make sure I love life and love what I'm doing. That's, it's really important to me.
0: That's great. That's great. It's a great attitude. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about team versus non-team. You've said some uh, outspoken things that have have gotten praise but have also gotten criticism in the past on the mega agents and how mega agents and huge uh, real estate teams are kind of scarfing up all the leads but they're but they're, the 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 way that they're doing it is through money, which if you look at American capitalism, that's how a lot of these companies get market share is they spend money to, to market and, and buy the business. And that's kind of what's happening with the Zillow leads and all the leads out there. So the more you spend, the more you get. I can use an example of Jeff Cohn. I just came back from visiting him in Omaha, Nebraska, and he is getting up to 75 internet leads a day uh, on, uh, basically his one zip code. Uh, he just is spending so much money on that zip code that no one else is getting any leads, but him. So, and you said, Hey, you know, that's, I'm not all about that. You know, I'm, I'm more of the scraping and, and hustling and, and getting leads for free. So talk to me about that philosophy.
1: Yeah, so when I got into this business, man, I didn't, I didn't have a leg up, man. I had one thing, and it was a philosophy my dad taught me early in in life when I was a teenager, and it says you can't do a half-assed job cleaning up horse shit, right? And so everything I did, I was going to go full out do. I was going to do the best job I could, and I didn't have the money. We didn't have Zillow when I got in this business. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. Ha- What What does that mean? You can't so, do a half.
1: So here's. So I,
0: <laughs> I was like I was, shaking my head, but then I'm like, "What the hell does that mean?" <laughs> so,
1: so there's a story behind it. When I was a kid, so you know, we grew up on like a kind of a little ranchette sort of thing, and my job was to clean the horse stalls. It was the worst job in the in, on the planet, especially when it would rain outside, right? Because you get all this mud and muck, and you have to go rake it up and clean it. And so I would just quickly kind of get through it, and uh, you know, my dad would work late He'd come home at eleven o'clock or whatever sometimes, and rip me out of bed and he'd say, Hey, get up. You can't do a half ass job cleaning up horse shit. And so he'd take me out of bed at 11 o'clock at night and make me, you know, turn the spotlights on and make me do it the right way. Right. And so in my mind, I always like, okay, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do it the best possible way the first time. So I don't have to do this again. Right. So that was just kind of ingrained in me from, from cleaning up horse shit.
0: Okay. Okay. Thanks. So now keep going. Yeah,
1: <laughs> clarified it for you. So, uh um, <laughs> So that's what I did. And so when I got into this business, I didn't have money. In fact, I had borrowed money to, uh, I'd lost a scholarship at college because, I mean, I lost interest in it. It was the only reason I was going is to to keep my mom happy. And uh, so I borrowed money for tuition from my sister there, and I I, I borrowed money to get into the real estate business. I was living at my parents' house, and, and I had no idea like, what to do to get business. Well, really, I didn't consciously know. I, I subconsciously knew, but consciously I didn't know until I met Bob Leffler, and that's when he taught me to start prospecting. And then I correlated it to I, I went on a Mormon mission, and that's all I did was prospect, right? I just knocked doors in Brazil all day long, clapping my hands, waiting for people to come out. So that's when I correlated, okay, this is what I got to do. and How, I wh- ta- When did you do that? That was 2003 to 2005,
0: well, the funny thing is, Jeff, who I was just talking about, did the same thing in Brazil for two years. Oh, he did. What part of Brazil do you know? I don't know, but he did a pilgrimage, or a, yeah, with the, with the Mormon Church in Brazil around that same exact time. I'll connect you guys, but uh, yeah, but uh, you probably know each other. Probably, yeah, I'm sure you know know some of the same people. Well, okay, we'll keep going with your story, then. That's cool.
1: Yes. So um, that's when I finally learned about, you know, realizing you could treat your real estate business like you could treat growing a, a church and so I just started how can I talk to as many people as possible and then what were the ones you know I learned this too how, how many doors Pat do you have to knock on just random doors till you find a lead
0: okay so let, let's slow this down so you went to Brazil prophesizing or pro, what, what, if, that, if that's the right word right you you went yeah. to Brazil to try to convert people right to Mormonism yeah. yeah and you and so basically you had to learn regardless of what your DISC was right just the fact that you were Mormon and you you were supposed to do this you you Had to learn how to approach people, yeah, and talk to them and uh, convince them of something or, 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 or open their mind to something. So, that, that in itself gave you a huge background on into sales, right? And how to, yeah, how to not be scared to approach people,
1: yeah. And, and I had to do this in another language that I didn't know. Oh, wow, yeah. So, I had to, I, I went and learned Portuguese to do it. So, in 90 days or so, I was speaking Portuguese.
0: Wow. And uh okay, so you come back and you're not afraid of anything.
1: Well, I shouldn't say that. I was still afraid of women at the time cuz you don't get women for 2 years.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. So uh <laughs> Well, okay. So you you weren't afraid to approach people for business basically. No, no. But then I then I thought of
1: it like this, for example, how many doors do you have to knock on or calls do you have to make, Pat? before you find a lead, a hot lead.
0: Or well, someone that's well, a okay, so, of so this is good because you know I talked to a guy yesterday he's in Montreal and he told me that this is a true fact just fresh in my mind, because this was yesterday afternoon. He used to be able to knock on sixty doors and get a listing appointment and that has increased to 600 and that includes people that that means people that answer so he has to have 600 people answer now and it used to be 60 so I'll I'll, I'll go right in the middle there I'll say 300
1: okay so let's say it's 300 60, 360 whatever it does it's it's all kind of like whatever but I knew that if I went and knocked on one fisbo I found someone that had at least been thinking of selling, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that's why I really honed in on for sale by owners, a little bit on expires, but I live in Utah. It's the do it yourself capital of the world. So everyone wants to do it themselves. And I just started getting hungry for for sale by owners. And then, probably after about two or three years of conquering those, you know, I did, I think, about 40 FISBOs in one year, just over 40. And, uh, I realized these were not nice sane people. And so maybe twenty-five percent of these FISBOs I'd done over the last few years, I kept in my database. And um I just started growing my database from there and I started weaning off of FISBOs and really working my my SOI and uh really working on on, you know, kind of my secondary SOI, what I call my people farm, and then just started driving business from my database. And so instead of spending, you know, I don't know what the average what's the average agent spend on online leads? Do you even know? I don't even know
0: that number. Probably, uh, I, you know, what's an average agent? But I think the average agent that has a back-end system, has a Commission Zinc or a Boomtown or something like that, on average spends a grand. That's what they recommend is, is a grand.
1: Okay, so I'm definitely not spending anything like that. And I just started putting all my money, if I did spend marketing dollars, I put it back into the people that helped me build this business, which was my clients. So I started staying in front of them more, started sending them ice cream gift cards, Visa gift cards with my logo on them, having swim parties for them, doing corn mazes for them, and then just really networking with those people. And then that's what's just driven my business ever since then. So I just talked to as many people as possible and build relationships.
0: Yeah. And and so here's the thing that people are asking. Okay, here's a guy. He's got 75 deals, which is nothing to scoff at. I mean, that's, that's, that's six deals a month, right? And I can remember when I was doing six deals a month by myself or with salary, because I was the same way. Before I had agents, buyer agents, I always had a solid salaried team. And I like how you have A salaried marketing person and you have a salary transaction corner. So you have a very professional business and that's it. And um, I think that agents make a huge mistake now. They go out and they hire five buyer agents and they're not even doing three deals, four deals a month. And, And they don't have a professional staff, you know, instead. And you can make a lot more profit with a professional staff and do all the deals yourself because no one's better at it generally than you. Or as good or close to as good, let's say. But the question that I'm guessing people have in their minds now is, okay, so how does Colton say, hey, you know, 75s, I'm good with that. Like, how, do you, how are you not tempted to get eight deals a month and maybe work a couple of Saturdays or work a couple of Sundays uh, because, you know, the commissions are fat and there's always more right it's american way there's always more and you're getting referrals i'm sure you know how do you how do you just say enough is enough you know what i mean What? how do you just how, how do you do that in your mind so look, let me let me pause that question for
1: just a second and, and and refer to something you just said so most agents that go hire five six buyer's agents and don't hire staff first or or, or salaried employees, It's because they don't have the sales skills to go produce themselves. So I want to make that clear. Agents are not mastering their crafts. So,
0: okay, wow. Okay, so did everybody hear that? He's calling you out. I mean, I I know people that you're calling out right now. So so you're saying the reason... That you won't hire a salaried person and instead you're hiring several buyer agents, right? And you haven't even sold, you're not even selling two or three houses a month yourself or five or six like you is because you have not mastered the craft yourself.
1: Yes, hands down. That's the only reason. They're chicken shit afraid to go on an appointment. They're chicken shit afraid to prospect. And you know, what's so funny too. All these people come to me through social media wondering what I think of this or that type of online lead system, like thinking they don't have to prospect. It doesn't matter, dude. You got to talk to them on the phone, convert to appointment, get the siggy, and negotiate the deal. Just talk to as many people as possible. Stop wasting your money, you know? So anyways... Going past that to answer the question, I forgot what the freaking question was. Now, Pat, I went well, off Well, yeah, a I
0: mean, like, 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 how how did you build the discipline to take off? Essentially, is what I'm saying. How did you build a discipline to take off? Because <laughs> oh, okay. certainly oh, yeah. the temptation is there. It would have been like being in Brazil, you know, without being able to uh, kiss a woman. You know, the temptation is even greater. It's like uh, giving a, a dog food you know putting a dog in a garage and emptying out a, a a bag of dog food and telling them not to eat it that's the type of business that's coming into you now with referrals and and things like that and you're like nope you know yeah. i'm i'm so, off you know thursday at 5 i'm done i'm done so ever, how do you do that how do you keep yourself from eating that giant bag of dog food all those leads that are coming in all that money
1: have you ever been scuba diving in in the gulf of thailand No,
0: I cannot say I have.
1: So that's one way. Like uh, you you have a different chief aim. Like everyone has built their chief aim around money, which is cool if that's what you want. I've just built my chief aim around freedom. And so I I started thinking horizontally versus vertically in, in my finances and started figuring out, okay, how can I have financial freedom so that no matter what I do today, whether I'm in Hawaii with my family, whether I'm, I'm, I'm in Brazil at the World Cup, which, by the way, was awesome. About two years ago, I was in, in Brazil for 21 days watching the World Cup. So I started figuring out what do I want to do before I die, which is a great question if you're listening to this podcast. What do you want to do before you die? And start marking it off as soon as possible because you don't know when you're going to die. And so I started thinking, how can I create different revenue streams that if one leg falls out, I still got four or five others paying me so I can live the life that I want to live. And so it was easy to say no at that point. In fact, it's easier to say no than it is yes now to people.
0: Hmm. So you must get some sort of thrill, I guess, to say no, because you feel like you're, you're serving a greater purpose, right? Which is living life. And every no, you say, you know, you're going to do something incredible with that time rather than... Spend it face to face with a FISBO with yeah. bad breath.
1: You get intentional with your life, like you literally get detail specific oriented with what you want to intend and create. And I've read the book Think and Grow Rich twenty something times, and I always read it at first because I wanted to make more money. Everyone gets into real estate to make more money, and when I realized it wasn't about making money, it was about taking the formless substance, the idea, and creating it into three dimension. Like everything we're looking at in 3d is printed out from the seed of a thought and once i realized i could do that i started getting specific with what 3d i wanted to print out and it it, it wasn't sitting with for sale by owners it wasn't trying to tackle every expired not to say i didn't visualize that and focus on that at a specific time in my life but i didn't want to do that forever i don't want to do that forever i wanted to impact the world and and i wanted to just have fun doing it so i started figuring out how to do that
0: I love that, man. I love that. I love it. I love it. It's great. Well, okay, so let's wrap this up talking a little bit about fearless aging. Obviously, I, I get the concept because, you know, you were fearless on a public bus in Brazil trying to talk, you know, Portuguese to some random about the Mormon faith, not just once but every day for two years. And so that I understand is a fearless feat that the majority of people out there could never do. And so how have you transpired that into uh, teaching agents to be fearless?
1: Yes. So in 2014, well, Bob Leffler had already been running Fearless Agent and uh, he's kind of an old school guy and it was all offline platform. And And I saw what social media had been doing to at least, you know, I was getting a ton of agents reaching out to me. How do you prospect a Fisbo? this or that? And I was like, man, I got to monetize this. And so anyways, I had reached out to him. I said, hey, let's do something online. Let's take your content online. And, you know, it's empowered me. Let's empower others. And so fall 2014, we had gone online with it. And um, so the idea was to teach, you know, what the five main presentations were that I was using and Bob had taught me, which was You know, uh, a listing presentation, a a fearless listing presentation, a a buyer's presentation, which most agents don't do. They just run around showing houses, a pricing presentation. We we believe that's really important is to really know how to present price, how to have them sign, you know, a price adjustment up front for every uh, 14 days. Um, And then also, you know, with investors and for sell by owners doing a different presentation with them because they're all a little bit different in their heads, right? And then- we, we said we'd do a weekly platform that was affordable for agents that didn't have a lot of money to compete with these larger cor- you know, coaching organizations. A lot of agents get in this business, and they don't have a 1000 bucks a month to coach with someone. Or if they do, their confidence isn't up enough to bet on themselves yet. right? So we wanted to help that dude that didn't have the money, that didn't have a chance in hell of making it in this business, and, and plant that seed of opportunity and uh, make it really affordable. So that's what we did. Uh, it's an awesome platform. You can check it out at fearlessagent.com or join my free Facebook group, Fearless Agent. Just search us on Facebook. And we just love helping agents that don't have a chance really is what it is. I mean, producing agents can benefit big time from it too because I bet most agents' presentations suck. Um, so you can learn some awesome presentations there as well.
0: That's great. That's great. Well, I'll put all of Colton's information on hybendigital.com backslash Colton. Lindsay, the better looking, doll I shouldn't say that because uh, uh, Whitney <laughs> may be listening, but the, I was going to say the better looking twin sister, <laughs> the newest, <laughs> the newest twin sister. Just look it up, com backslash Colton Lindsay. And Colton, listen, thanks so much for coming on the show. This has been awesome. I really appreciate the time you spent here and I wish you the best of luck in Ogden, Utah and surrounding areas. And if I'm ever in the because I do have friends there, we'll get together and break some bread.
1: Yeah, I'm totally down. I can know the perfect uh, pizza and pub right downtown. You'll love it if you like beer and pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks for having me on,
0: Pat. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to Pat Hybin Interviews, Real Estate Rockstars. Please don't forget that if you go to hybindigital.com, we have tons and tons of resources that you could use for free to help you make more commissions selling real estate. Every episode is on there, over 350, and there's a search bar that you could just type in the name of the episode, the number of the episode, or any category or keyword that you want, like Fizbo's, expired, expansion teams, buyer agents, whatever, and episodes will come up that match that. Another thing you could really help me out with is you can go to iTunes and give me a five-star review there. The more reviews I get, the higher in the rankings I climb, and the better guests I'll be able to get for your listening pleasure. Thanks again so much for listening, and don't forget, every episode, write down two or three things and put them to work, make them part of your goal setting, and make it happen. I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out. We're on Twitter, at Pat Hyben. We're on Instagram, Real Estate Rockstar Podcast, and we're all over Facebook on Six Steps to Seven Figures and Pat Hyben interviews real estate rock stars. And don't forget, if you want to hear more of me, my awesome book that is a New York Times bestseller, Six Steps to Seven Figures, is now out on audio. Just go to audible.com, type in Pat Hyben, or Six Steps to Seven Figures, and you can listen to it. And of course, the paperback and eBooks are also available now at excellent prices. Have a great day, and don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking!